Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Comics Pals Reviews. I am your host, Sean, joined this week by two of my favorite people uh, yes. who are here with me on a Zoom call right now. Uh, Marco. Hello, I made it to favorite. Well, today that are here with me right now. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay, yeah. that was the condition. It's a low bar. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyler. Uh I was on cloud nine two seconds ago, and then I read between the lines, between the lines there. So I like to pull the rug out from under people. You know, I like that makes people fall, Sean. I like to set people up for the fall. It's fun. You know, Mm. Uh, you know, who else likes to set people up for falls? Tom Kinn. He sets us all up for a fall every single time he puts out a new book. Uh, We've all been very excited for Human Target, which we're going to be reading today. Tom King and Greg Smallwood, Human Target number one. We've got uh, Dark Knights of Steel number one. And uh, last but far from least, we have Swamp Thing number nine. Even though it says nine of ten, it's actually nine of 16. So we've got a little bit to talk about uh, when it comes to that. I'll explain it later, Marco. Before we get into that, sounds like a Borg. Is that a Star Trek that's a thing? Star, oh, that's a Star Trek thing. I thought this was a nerdy podcast, guys. Jeez. No, sorry. You took Fuck. it too far, man. All right. I went we too can talk far about, in the nerd section. Yeah. We can talk Just about comic Swamp books. Thing. We're not going. All right. All right. Well, yeah, we'll yeah we're, not, we're not those fucking weirdos. We'll, we'll yeah, come on. If you want to support the podcast, there are many ways that you can do so. Wherever you're listening to us, leave us a follow, a rating, and a review share your thoughts about the show uh wherever it is that you're checking us out youtube.com slash the comics pals is where you can subscribe to our channel for more content like this and our awesome interviews with plenty of creators from europe comic-con and beyond uh like the video share it with your friends as i mentioned subscribe to our channel all of that's free and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you if you leave comments we will answer them on the main show, The Comics Pals, which drops every single Monday. We're talking about the characters and the creators that you love and all of the cool stuff that is going on with them. Let's begin this week's reviews with The Human Target. Uh, first of all, I want to say that we have, you know, we've we've had our ebbs and flows with Tom King over the last couple of years. I think you know, Strange Adventures started as a down point for some of us. It ended really great. Rorschach, I think all three of us on this podcast were on the whole ride and loved it. And so coming into Human Target, for us at least, there was a ton of excitement and hype. Tom King has been back. Um, But what do we think about this issue one? I think sometimes Tom's issue ones can be a little... You know, they, they take a little bit of time to get into <laughs> slow burn books. What do you think about uh, this this particular issue one? Marco, why don't you start? You've got a face. I don't like your tone, Sean. It's making it's making it sound like, you know, you didn't enjoy this uh, first issue. And 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 here's what I'll give you. I'll give you that his issue ones are a difficult sort of step into a world. And I think in this scenario, the first read that I did of it, I was lost. I'm like, what's going on here? I made it to page like seven. And you I'm read just it like, twice? I or, read it twice. Or, or, I read it twice. Man, and I feel like I'm underperforming. Gosh. <laughs> Step it up, Tyler. Wow. And I think 
when you first read when you first read it and get through like all the way through the weird wacky pages that I'm sure we'll talk about in a second, but um, whatever page that was, I'm scrolling trying to find it right now. Um, page nine, and then the story continues. It gets into a good flow, uh, but then once you hit the end, sort of circle back to the beginning, it all makes this really perfect cohesive sense, and uh, I appreciated it for that because I think. I was frustrated how it confused me at first, but I appreciated it for having to make me work a little bit. And I don't mind when a comic makes me do that. And uh, so I, at first glance, um, I thought it was a pretty stellar start. Well, you, Tyler. Yeah, I, um, as, I, I guess, as you guys know, I am a Tom King fan. At least his, his, I like his work a lot. You know, I even liked Heroes in Crisis up until like the, the second to last issue. And oh, I was like, God. all right, hold on. All right, hold on. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Having to listen to you defend that book was hard. That's why my, that's why my old podcast shut down. <laughs> uh, no. So, I mean, then Strange Adventures came out and that was the first issue to say uh, it was a little obtuse. Uh, I don't think anyone really knew, like, what is going on here? There was a big question mark over everything, which was intentional. Um, it, it Going into this, and, and Rorschach was a little bit like that, too. Um, it's like, it, did it grab me? Yes, but um, I still didn't really know what was going on in Rorschach either. It wasn't. It, it takes a couple issues, usually, at least for the most recent Tom King books, to really kind of get your, get your fingers in and realize, oh, I see what's going on here. Um, but I thought this one kind of hit the ground running. It was a lot yes. more straightforward. Yes, and I Tyler. really enjoyed that. Um, it's like, it's the classic, right? It's a whodunit. Somebody is, or it's, it's a whodunit, except the victim is in, in, investigating his own death, really. Uh, which is a nice little twist on it. I actually enjoyed. Um, and it's going to uh, deal with JLI, which just seems like Tom King was like, can I just pick whatever? Um, <laughs> Because I don't even know where this sits in. Oh, it's Black Label. That's why, I guess. Yes. Yep. Okay. That makes sense now. It could be whenever. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was a lot of fun. Um, I'm, I am a, I like Tom King, but I like Greg Smallwood even more. I've been a huge Smallwood fan for a while now. Um, his Jeff Lemire, he was with Jeff Lemire on uh, Moon Knight, which is fantastic stuff. Phenomenal. Um yeah, so I I was I was in from the pitch of this book, uh, and I am in for the long run now that I read the first issue. So, yes. Well, I I agree with everything Tyler said about issue ones of Tom King's being very hard to kind of penetrate, um, but honestly, this was the most coherent issue one he's put out in a long time. I thought this was a fantastic issue, and yes. yeah. Um, it's like a really good issue one, like yeah. which I don't mm -hmm. typically say of Tom King. Tom King's like, let it play out, you know. It's like, it's like WWE booking. Like maybe something will happen. And it's, like a, it's, like, it's like a manga. It's like hey, wait till like volume three, and you, you'll get yeah. into it. Well, he the thing the thing that makes this so good is that not only do we have a clear understanding of kind of what kind of man our our protagonist is. But we also have a, a clear idea that, you know, there are some stakes here. This this dude's life is probably going to end within the course of this book. And that's even if that doesn't happen, you know, it's kind of a promise that, like, I'm going to die. 
I need to figure out who killed me before that happens. You know, we understand what the stakes are, what our character wants and what he has to do to achieve that. Um, that's perfect. You know, that's, that's basics. And then you add on some of the like guest appearances from characters across the DCU, like Lex Luthor, who I thought was used very well here. You never really see characters get to just talk to Lex um, out like in a non-antagonistic way, which I really like. That was cool. Um, and then uh, Dr. Midnight, I think. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. I liked him a lot as well. I never, I don't think I've ever seen him before, but I liked him a lot. I, I thought Tom accomplished a lot in the pages that he had. I, I'm not sure if this was an oversized issue. I don't think it was, but he didn't waste any time. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, I think it was your just typical, like, I think it might have been 30 pages. Um, Because the whole book itself is 32. Uh, I'm seeing here 29 pages. And then like a few of those are one or two is a double page. So maybe 30 at most. But yeah, effective use. There are quite a few ads too, right? So. um, Oh, I don't, I don't get ads on uh, Comixology. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, But yeah. uh, Very (laughs) bags over here. (laughs) (laughs) If, if he were really Mr. Moneybags, he would have this sweet cover. That's a, he? Is it one of those like glossy covers too? Where like, you yes. Tell, oh, that's, oh that's is it really? Stuff. Okay. Yep. Well, yeah, Marco, it is. Yeah. yeah. Like your yeah. fingerprints don't get all over it either. It's just nice. Exactly. And, I, I miss it. I, I mean, I miss it. So I do have you more know. room coming up in my life soon. So maybe I'll go back. But who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> you, you'll be selective. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought this was great. I thought that the art was fantastic. Greg Smallwood, I, I, you mentioned he was on Moon Knight. I don't have memories of that Jeff Lemire run. I know I read some amount of it, but I just don't really remember it. Um, but yeah, this was... For, so taking it under the assumption that I can't remember what he's done, this was a great reintroduction to Greg Smallwood's art. Very clean, like... Mm-hmm unbelievably clean um and the colors too uh i you know just oh my god this is great work yeah and one thing with with smallwood is that he his his facial work and his like character design is very it almost looks photo reference but like i can't pinpoint who these people are you know like where where some people would be like oh that's obviously I don't know, Natalie Portman or Olivia Munn, you know, nothing against Mitch Jarrett's, but like that was Olivia Munn in Strange Adventures, let's be real. Um, His stuff is just like, it's just clean, man. And he has this like heavy line too, which is almost antithetical to like the photo referency or like um, realistic art uh, that really helps his figures really pop out of the background and stuff. It's almost chalky too. I like it. That's that's what I think it is. It's like that chalk mm-hmm. texture because yeah. like the thick line I think would denote it would make it feel more like almost um like a Doc Shaner kind of thing where you know he sure. has very defined characteristics that gives it that golden age look. But because yeah. it, it looks almost one of the things that I always thought of um, when thinking of the Jeff Lemire on, on on Moon Knight, it looked sandy. It, it just had this granular texture. It had this grit, um, almost like a camera, camera grain on it. It also worked in Moon Knight because there's a lot of sand and it was in Egypt and parts of it too. So like and, there was like a thematic point of it too. Yeah. And, and like that, that was super effective. And I think here to your point that that's so that greeniness makes it feel um, 
it still feels like that sort of golden age cartoony, but photorealistic in that, you know, you can take a picture and you get that like green sometimes in, in film. And I think that that's sort of what, what he puts out there. He, he has this texture on the art that just like is so different and, and accentuates the lines that, that you, that you just called out and that it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to show a page cause this page kind of freaked me out a little bit. Like it has, it's creepy, but I don't know if it's intended to be. So I want to see if you guys got the same vibe as I did. Um, did this page with the JLI kind of creep you out at all? I'm showing it for YouTube. They, nope. I loved it. They looked, um, hold on. I, cause I, I did know uh, one of them in particular, they looked sort of menacing in like that. Right. I'm smiling. You guys are getting that really? Yeah. And like, like, I'm smiling and happy, but really underneath there's something going on, especially with the implication that was going on on the page is like, oh, maybe somebody in the JLI is trying to murder you. Yeah. I love the page. It's Gnort, guys, right? It's it's gotta be Gnort. (laughs) I don't know. I'll admit, Gnort looked looked menacing, but um, I I loved that because of the angle mm -hmm. it was set. It's like classic JLI. Just if you remember that like famous um the group JLI picture. cover. Yeah, yeah. It's I was like, oh yeah. And, and we haven't seen the JLI in comics as like this version of it for how long? Like it's been decades? a while. Yeah. Yeah. And like <laughs> since Jeff Johns, no? I don't I don't think Jeff Johns wrote this kind oh, of thinking, JLI. I'm thinking JLA. Yeah, it's just, uh, JSA. Yeah. JSA, yes. So all thumbs up on human yep. target uh this was my pick of the week yeah yeah damn i couldn't betray swamp thing Spoilers. <laughs> uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna pick this one too yeah yeah I, i'm 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 picking this one up for sure but uh it's not quite the book of the week okay that's fair uh let's talk about the book that no one chose as book of the week which is before, not before oh, we ahead. before we go let's 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 say it right here who done it oh okay. yes Good. yes tyler yeah. um if we're okay, we'll go on the assumption that it's a JLI member because okay. that's what it posits in this. Uh, it could just be Lex, who knows? But, um, I guess if we'll go under that, who do you think it could be? I'm gonna go with Booster Gold, interesting because for no other reason than. He didn't do it in Heroes in Crisis. I think he did it here. That's all. I think it's Martian Manhunter. And Mm. that's because in uh, page nine, day five, uh, he's talking to somebody and he says, tonight's dandy, John. I bet we'll have lots of fun. So he's impersonating John at this point. And so I think it's to get information to, uh, and I will say it is early on in like the number of days where like under half of what the issues would be, but I think it's him sort of probing and trying to figure these things out. There is that moment where someone's speaking in Russian, but I, I took that as like too far down the road in terms of days for him to like really be sure he's still checking leads. Um, and then he mentions the, um, like perfume, like consistently. And we keep seeing this woman come in and out. And it's that's the only reference to something that is somewhat uh, sexual or something that is like that you would entertain somebody over time. 
Okay, here's my theory. Look at the cover, okay? The cover has all the JLI members, you know, holding something up against the human target. Um, everyone's using their normal power set or, or roughly their power set or their weapons or whatever, except Gnor. Gnor has a goddamn knife. It's a it's a Green Lantern knife, but that shit's menacing. And then if you look at Gnor at the... <laughs> the, the JLI, I'm 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 going North. The guy is super sus in this. Who the fuck is Gnort? He's the the furry Green Lantern guy. He's right a Green Lantern. Yeah, he's a Green Lantern. There's two no Green way. Lanterns on this team. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I don't like him. <laughs> no, I don't like I don't like his face. He's something up about him. Yeah, you're right. I changed my answer. It's fucking Gnort. Look at this guy. <laughs> Look at this guy. Just zoomed like, in I, on think, him. I think it's safe to say, like, that's fucking, Booster Gold. Yeah, that's, that's Booster menacing. Gold's too stupid. Too stupid. Look at that mustache. Look at the, look at that look at that haircut. Is that Let's Mitch? Is that Mitch? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me not. Is a, that is that Mitch? I mean, it's not <laughs> not. So I mean, and then Guy Gardner it seems like the obvious like aggressive guy. There, he won't. Yeah, it's not Batman. Um. Could, is is this Mr. Miracle Scott Free? I always forget if the JLI Mr. Miracle is Scott Free. Not sure. Uh, I, I assume I assume it would be because it's not the new guy in, in current DC continuity. Yeah, but even that new guy was Mr. Miracle previously. But he's um, not. Mm. Who's this? Uh, it, it is. It is. Uh, I don't know. He needs to go to a doctor though. A dentist because <laughs> he's got some <laughs> jacked up teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that dude. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in uh in, in in Russia, but they need to get some dentists over there. How did he even get on this team? He looks like he looks he's like a cosplayer. It. He uh, does. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? A cardboard ass fucking Is it costume. Rocket Red? Is it Rocket Red? DC? Rocket Red. It might be Rocket Red. I think one, it's Rocket Red. One thing I did want to comment on that um so on on Twitter Hassan um Otsman Elhow, he you know he puts up stuff. He's a great letter. He he does these analyses on strip panel naked. And one of the things that he uh tweeted out recently, uh yesterday actually, was the approach on uh the the sort of cropped images that Smallwood does. Like a lot of these uh, a lot of the panels feel like they're cropped um from what you could sort of capture from a, a longer distance perspective but for some reason to accentuate different things he like takes certain uh what, what you would assume would be like a full scene and only focuses on certain parts of it to give this sort of choppiness that he says and i think that uh throughout the book that that maintain that that stays true and it makes the pace of it come in really pretty hot like come in pretty quick but I think uh, Tom's writing helps to slow that down. I don't know. There was just like a really good balance, I thought, from the art and writing pacing perspective that meshed really well. I think this is to your point, if I understand what you're saying. This page was was fantastic. Yes, oh, exactly. Mean, uh, Tom King going back to the nine panel grid there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I, this I, page I, reminds me of the Dark Knight Returns. Uh, how that starts um, in the at the the very first like page of that or whatever is Bruce, you know, in the racing car, and you don't really exactly see the full face or the full mm -hmm. car, the full anything. It gives that same uh, vibe. Like tension. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's a great looking book. And by the way, um, speaking of letters, Clayton Cowles did the letters here. I, I, I swear this guy's chained to a warehouse somewhere. Like, <laughs> I don't understand how he does all this, but this is such a did, great. Yeah, go ahead. I think he does all of King's books. I think well, it is all of, of everyone's yeah. books. <laughs> hey, you, throw, you throw a rock and uh, you catch him as a letter. And oh, last point for me is that the last page is awesome. I love how they did the credits. Mm, yeah, that was so cool. Yeah. yeah, it felt like a nice stylized like TV show credit sequence or something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how the title was in the floor tiles of yeah, good stuff. Which makes sense because this character did have a TV show. That's right. The Fox show, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Human like two, se- two seasons, right? I'm not what? sure how long it was. More, actually. Um, at any rate, let's let's talk about Dark Knights of Steel. Uh, this is the new Tom Taylor joint with art and colors by Yasmin Putri, with letters by Wes Abbott. Uh, Tom Taylor has this is a, this is a tale of two Toms. Uh, Taylor has kind of carved out this niche of being the guy to go to if you want a story that is not mainline continuity at all that takes all the characters that you know and love and puts them in a situation that is foreign. Um, and this is probably the best example of how foreign it can get. But I don't know that I fully love the result. Huh. Okay. And uh, a quick joke there, talking about pigeonholing a, uh, a writer, uh, go check out the main show for further conversation on that. But um, I dug this. I, I liked the reimagining. Um, I'm not usually like a, a fantasy sort of guy, but I think they kept it away from some of the magic enough for me to be interested in the reimaginings, the, uh, the story itself, the way that uh, the way the, the Superman Batman dynamic sort of changes here. Um, I, I, I found a lot to sort of, have fun with this one. Mm. I like this one. Yeah, I wouldn't even necessarily say that anything was incompetent. I think everything was done well. I, I, I feel like maybe for me, there's so many stories now that are out of continuity that don't, mm. you know, that, that are that are taking the characters and doing different things with them. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm just burnt out on that, honestly. Okay. Everything here is good. Really? Yeah, I'm actually loving that. Like, especially like Black Label. Um, then we have these books, the Tom uh, Dark Ages at Marvel. Like, I'm kind of digging the whole thing. Like, where I can just read this, and like, that's all I need. You know, I I can get everything I want from this one book. Um, but in terms of Dark Knights of Steel, this one, I think it might be with you, Sean. I didn't I didn't hate it. Um, I think I need an issue two though. Hmm. Huh, you know? Okay. Did did, did, it, did this not sell you on the concept or? Um, I felt like it kind of threw me in there a little quickly, but didn't really explain what was go- like the the world that well. Like it mm. threw me into the world, but didn't really build the world up. I don't re- like. I I know Black Lightning is the king, um, and I guess the House of L is another kingdom that are you know fighting with him. I don't get much from it, but also like the art, everyone was a little too pretty for me. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Like, I don't know, like uh, maybe maybe I'm used to like Game of Thrones and everyone's, you know, dirty and gross um, where like that's kind of what I expect in this. 
Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate it. Um, eh, that was okay. That was okay. Huh, all right. I will be reading issue two though. So I did like the, the bit at the beginning, you know, the classic, you know, Krypton's about to explode. And like the one twist, which I don't think I've ever seen before was like, what if Jor-El and Lara just jumped in the ship too? Like, <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that what kind of makes sense. I couldn't make it a little bigger. Like there was a decent amount of room in there. <laughs> it's like a Titanic uh, floating, you know, door situation. Could they have fit both of them on there? Probably. And like she was pregnant, like give her some room, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely played for me. I like that idea. And I like the idea that, you know, Jorel kills these people to protect his family, you know, um, and he doesn't want to do it. He's not a bad guy, but that's just what he had to do. Um, and then they kind of take over. Um, but it appears that they're benevolent. They're not evil or anything. They've got, you know, they, they, they're, they're good. Um, the whole thing with Batman, like being like Jarrell's son, low key, like, eh, I don't know about that. Like, mm. sure. Let's see it play out. But just, just, on his face, dropping that bomb in the first issue, eh, that didn't okay. do it. That didn't do anything for me. I thought that was also playing on the bastard fantasy character trope a little too right. too quickly. Right. You know, I thought the end was pretty pretty sick though. Like the the very end. I don't know if we want to spoil that part, but I think it's a good little. We do spoilers. Go for it. Yeah, Zorel gets shot in the eyeball with an arrow. With that with something cool. I will give this book one thing. I don't know who's on which side because all the heroes are like either bad or good. Like Black Lightning is introduced as like a bad guy. Um, and then Green Arrow and Green Lantern might also be bad guys. Um, but is so he I a do bad like that. guy? I don't know. Maybe Zor-El was a bad guy because he kind of is in the main line books in a way. But he enchants Green Arrow's uh, arrow and just dome shots Zorel from like <laughs> like like this is like one of those like battlefield Mouse. highlights <laughs> you know like when <laughs> you're okay i feel That's like this clip. should be uh, yeah i feel like somebody should clip this and then it's just like <laughs> hello bozo and then like it just like clips right into that somebody do if somebody can just <laughs> get this book and do a nice call of duty battlefield clip montage <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. Play the game. Yeah. <laughs> Has to have like TikTok music behind it too. Just... Oh my God. That's funny. Um, yeah, again, I, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with this at all. And it wouldn't surprise me if we do the review for the second issue and I come around and I say, Wow, this was fantastic. That mm -hmm. wouldn't surprise me hey, at all. Yep. I just didn't love this all the way. Um, I think Tom Taylor's great. I still really really want to see him like get the ball kind of yeah like, dude yeah yeah you mean like on like a mainline continuity book a big like, yeah, we, like big. suicide squad was great by him like yeah, i love yeah. that book yeah this guy has the fucking chops and there i mean he's gotten some notoriety now from you know his you know superman son of kal-el book that's right maybe his, they give him something i mean his nightwing stuff's been really good too like yeah Yep. My my dude just needs to get put on a big ass book and be like, this is the next writer, dude. Cause he, he knocks it out of the park. Yeah, if we had this conversation on the Discord, which you guys should join if you haven't. And I feel like yeah. Yeah. Go I was ahead. gonna say I feel like I've been having this conversation about Tom Taylor for three, four years now. Like 
ever since yeah. deceased you know one it's like oh what are they gonna give him they're like oh, oh another mid-tier character book oh it's it's x23 oh shit x23 is fantastic what are they gonna give him uh nightwing like <laughs> like almost there so close yeah i i will say to to your point tyler i think the the world here uh could have absolutely been built out a bit more like context could have been given for a lot and um the the introduction of like the uh the kingdom of storms like it 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 was cool but i think with more context there could be maybe more like tension built there and more of like a conflict set up um yeah like uh, it was good but like i think there was there was some stuff there that could have could have worked a bit better i think scope is a bit of an issue too like we don't know how big these kingdoms are we only see the characters Mm -hmm. we don't see that like we see like maybe one establishing shot of the kingdom but like i don't know how big this is i a map a map would be great to give me scope also i'm a sucker for maps so just put a map in it it's a fantasy book put a fucking map in it and that's that's one of the 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 things that i was kind of referencing when i said i was tired of these sorts of books like it's just so much that you have to learn about whatever's happening in order to understand what's happening so like Hmm. yes you're right tyler that you only have to read this but at the same time if this doesn't give you the context that you need then you don't understand it um and i don't think that's a problem in books like uh catwoman lonely city that we read where you know that's that's mostly just an offshoot of mainline continuity or even human target but when it's a whole new universe that's different like a what if but a full story that's where i kind of get a little bit um uh that's where i'm burnt out but again this is high very competent everybody did a great job on this book yasmin is not an artist that i've seen before um i don't know or even heard her her work um but boy oh boy was this really good yep yep and like for for this to be uh and I'm, I'm not assuming this is her first book but like if it is this is some good shit probably her first like big at bat just you know off the mm-hmm. fact that none of us know who this person is that that sounds right to me but you know i saw like i read every comic book yeah i just pulled up her dc page she's done some like hellblazer stuff and Apparently some older Nightwing things. Okay. But uh okay. No idea. Not familiar, but good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about Swamp Thing. Let's. Um Swamp Thing. Marco, you ever nine. get tired of uh you ever get tired of talking about Swamp Thing, Marco? You know, um when I was when we were working someplace else, I was doing reviews for a series that um uh by Len Wein, Kelly Jones, and I was like all for it. It was a six issue mini. And I'm like, this is the book. These are incredibly, I'm like, these are incredibly competent creators. And I had to do, I had to do them dirty because it was good. Wasn't great. Didn't have the same sort of vibes. And uh, did I stop? No, I was there loyal to the end. Okay. To the end. Wow. I, I I appreciate that. That's me yeah. with uh, reading Daredevil during and Andy Diggle's run. So oh, got, did Andy what? Diggle get one? Wait, you didn't like Andy Diggle's Daredevil? Oh no! Then he really? gets to like uh, what was it? Uh, when he had the demon inside of him, what was it? Hell yeah, the Beast of the Hand, Shadowland. Oh. Ugh. 
the execution of Shadowland, I will Shadowland give was you, was awful. not good. I think, why are we on Andy Diggle? I think that <laughs> it, that, that hurt Andy Diggle's Sean. career. It did. And then it, I followed up with like Thunderbolts, which didn't, wasn't that great either. Yeah. Right. But I will contend that that Daredevil run up until the actual Shadowland event was very, very good. I'd have to reread it. I'd have to reread it. But at the time, was not a fan. Okay. I was also a real big Brubaker fan. So like it followed that up and I was like, ooh. <laughs> and then and then uh uh Mark Wade and then Chris Somni came right afterwards, or it was like Paulo Rivera at the time. Um and I was like, yeah, this is even better. Like it, it was like this valley of like it's not very good Daredevil. Sorry, I didn't mean to I didn't know that would set you off when we were talking about Swamp Thing. <laughs> you never but, know, man. You never, yeah, know. I never know. I never know. <laughs> Well, let's go back to the swamp. You guys know the deal. This is Rom V, Mike Perkins, Mike Spicer, Adidia Bidikar. Um, great creative team. But let's talk about the, the actual content. We're, we're, it feels like this is the end game. It feels like we're ramping up towards the conclusion, which is weird because we know that now the book has been extended. It was announced today that uh, this will be a 16-issue <gasps> run. At no. Least. Yeah. Sean, Marco, we can pause it if you need to like just go and scream I'm, and jump I'm, around. I'm tweeting right now. Wow, guys, my birthday <laughs> came early. There you go. <laughs> Holy you shit! Go. No fucking way. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, it it does feel like like so. What is it? issue issue fifteen going to come around and be like? Oh, it's like just announced as an ongoing at this point. Come on, guys. Everyone right? likes it. Like, Give me that shit. <laughs> yeah, and 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 can we talk about how that season thing that DC's doing is just a little? Funky? I thought it would be a new issue one. Right. And I was cool with that. I'm like, all right, this is like a volume, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought the, uh, like, I knew we we knew two, like season two was coming, but like, it just, ex- is season two going to be after 16? Is number is it season one now? 16 issues? Right. I and don't it, fucking know. But. And it's so funny it's that good. you put, you put that that way because DC set up an expectation of a kind of closed arc. Yep. And now we have no clue what to expect, which is not horrible, but it's not great marketing. Sure, but I mean, when have when has comic books ever been good at marketing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. But yeah, it's 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so let, let's let's dive into the book uh, now. You know, Jennifer has been captured by uh, Prescott, and they they want they want Swamp Thing. Which I just, I can't imagine the hubris you would have to have to think that you're going to somehow tame Swamp Thing. That's crazy to me, but that's old white guys for you, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And you know who's doing away with them? Uh, Ron B. (laughs) (laughs) More ways than one. Um, So, yeah, no, this is, uh, I think think hubris is like the, the theme of this issue in yeah. a way in, in two ways it's it's the hubris of prescott it's the hubris of his brother um and it's it's levi kind of not succumbing to hubris and right it, you know he's embracing himself and he's realizing you know what he can do marco once i'm gonna refer to marco for any kind of continuity mm-hmm. swamp thing questions uh-huh. when's the last time we've been able to see somebody like just willingly transform in and out of human and swamp thing was it Snyder's? It it was Swamp Snyder. Thing? Yeah, it was Snyder. 
um, because at that point the body was like still attached to the yeah. elemental force. And so um, I thought that page in particular, thank you Tyler for shouting that one out because that page in particular on every fucking level worked so well. And I just pulled it up uh, and this is for the viewers if you're on YouTube. So literally it's the gross. letter- It's gross. Everything, the lettering goes from regular box to transforming to then orange, your typical Swamp Thing fair. And then you actually see him becoming the green coming on, the brown coming off. Like there's just so fucking, so much goodness in that one page. It's phenomenal. Now with less glare, by the way, Marco. <laughs> All right. Well, I got my fucking I mean, it's, it's DC pages, so there's still yeah. going to be some glare, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that is a, that is a brilliant page. And it's, it's wild how, and we, we've referenced this before, but like, isn't, isn't Perkins just firing on all cylinders? Dude, yeah. I, I this is not to knock on Perkins. I used to consider him like the Diodato fill-in artist. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this guy's gonna be doing Carnage books for a while, like, and, which he he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like this is making me think of Perkins in a different light. Like mm-hmm. this guy has a niche that he fucking excels at, and this is it. It's really, really good. Um, I, Marco, the, the the panel that pops out to me is the one where Swamp Thing looks back at Jennifer and he says, run. And it's like oh. just a simple panel, but like just the the angle and the the look in his eyes, just so damn good. Mm-hmm. And the coloring by Spicer where it's like contrast. It's a color theory would be the opposite end of green would be purple, I believe. Yep. So, yep. Contrasting colors. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, and Spicer is doing that in everything. You know, he's making, he's putting like traditionally weird color choices and everything. We talked about him in Beta Ray Bill. Um, That's right. Where there'd be random pinks and blues and bright greens out of nowhere. Um, it's, it's in this book too. And I really like it. I, Spicer is really coming up there as like one of my favorite colorists currently. So. Yeah. That, that, that stuff that's been consistent in a lot of, um, uh, Swamp Thing books, it, it, like the contrast, the contrasting colors, specifically because like it's that sort of horror vibe. Um, you get the sharp contrast in black and white, and Mike Perkins is very much an inker focused mm-hmm. sort of creator. And then how do you accentuate that even further? Where you make it more of a climactic and sort of calamity sort of thing? You add that same tension by adding that to colors. Um, Kelly Jones would have, I'm forgetting her name. Um, but Michelle, what was it? Uh, his colorist was Michelle something. I'm trying to, Michelle Madsen. And she was doing phenomenal work on that stuff. Similar concept, contrasting green with, with purple, contrasting reds with whatever, like making sure that things are accentuated. But my dude, Spicer is going beyond above and beyond. But that, that contrast works perfectly with the theme of Swamp Thing, the, mm-hmm. the idea of man versus nature. You know, it's like this duality that are are fighting against each other, but can work perfectly together at the same time. It's a great point. Can we talk about the swerve in this issue where, you know, we know that Levi is pissed, right? They took his girl and they roughed her house up. He doesn't know if she's alive or dead, Um, but they got her. And you think that when a swampy character something something's coming to the prescott building 
and it's going to be bad. And we think it's Swamp Thing and all his mm-hmm. rage, but it's actually his brother. And man, he is fearsome. Like this page, look at that. Look at that smile. Look at that sick yes, smile, dude. you know? Um, he, there's so much personality in his face that's conveyed where a swamp thing I feel like is the kind of the opposite. Like you don't really get much out of his facials, but with this guy, Jacob, like you can, you get a lot out of it. And I feel like Perkins is having so much fun drawing him. A hundred percent. And then I think, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say the other thing that like Perkins looks like he's having fun with, cause it's been a theme throughout this book is panel layout with plants and mm, the yeah. like, is it veins? Is it, is it a vein? You know, plant, you know, like the, you can see inside of a leaf. Oh, uh, I don't know if vein is the word. I don't know of another word sure. to put it though. I'm not no botanist or anything like that. <laughs> I'm just, a, I'm just a lowly dude reading comic books in his, you know, the corner of his house. I don't know nothing about no plants. Um, But yeah, no, just seeing like how he can kind of use that to like tell a story and like, it's, 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 it's good stuff. Yeah, this is this is a brilliant book, and talking about it is making me want to make this my book of the week. Um, yes, bro, come on, dude. <laughs> you already said it. Nope, he's ready. Human target can't, can't take go back on that. Nope. All right, uh, you're right. You're right. Um, no, I, I just think this is fantastic, and I was a little bit concerned with how Rom was going to get us to the point of resolution from where last issue left off, but honestly, this feels right. Like if it were ending next issue, it would feel okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think he set up enough where he's he's set up enough with this conflict, and I think left it in a place where you could wrap it up cleanly in in the next issue, and I'd be fucking content with that. Like, not content that it's ending, but content with the fact that like the story was done. Right. With the with the promise that you know we would get a season two. Oh, Especially. absolutely. Yeah. Unlike the TV show. Unlike the TV, Unlike the TV show. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace because I actually do think that was pretty good. Me I too. hope that Swamp Thing gets another at bat, but I'd like it to be a movie, to be honest. There already is one. Okay. There's two. Okay. Okay. Not a shit. <laughs> the cartoon tier. show. Too. Not a. Oh, my God. <laughs> Swamp Thing. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, man. Um, Well, that is it for our reviews. But before we let you guys go, before we go, we do want to share with you guys what our pulls are for next week. The books that we are looking forward to uh, that are upcoming. I think also we would probably all say pull each of these books, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh 100%. Yeah, I even one thing you might yeah. want to pull the other ones while you're at it too. I don't think <laughs> pull, pull this whole catch, shit. Catch up. Yeah, yeah, no, for yeah. sure. But the other number ones, good, good jumping on points. I would say, Paul. Yeah, one hundred percent. If you're not on Swamp Thing by now, like there's there's probably nothing we can say to get yeah, you're you there. Idiot. But but uh, yeah. <laughs> oh damn! All right. I mean that's hard. <laughs> Holy shit! You're not wrong, but like damn. Nah. You should be ashamed of yourself if you're not reading something <laughs> heavy. Um, is anyone hot with their with their what they're looking forward to uh, from next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it's Venom number one by <sighs> Al Ewing, Rom V, the aforementioned Rom V, and uh, Brian Hitch. Can I stop you yes. right there? 
Yeah. Wasn't that delayed due to the supply chain issues? It, it might have been. And I feel like like I think my pick last week was the thing. And I think that got delayed last yeah, minute. Too. So yeah. tentative right now. Thanks, COVID. Um, <laughs> but I'm seeing it as, as next week. And, I, and the slits are showing it as next week. So who knows? This might be my my pick next week as well. As of now. this recording. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I would say Venom. Um, I like Venom a lot. And this is a team that I'm really excited to see kind of take a bat at this. Uh, then I would also say Robin and Batman, number one, by Jeff Lemire and uh, Dustin Nguyen. Oh, yeah. A, mm. Dustin Nguyen on Batman is just like, it, it's good every time. It's, it's just pretty. Bit, so, That's a yeah. squad. Right? Right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to second Venom. I don't need to add anything. I think what you said is exactly how I feel. This is going to be really cool and special. Um, I also wanted to shout out what's the furthest place from here, number one. Oh, is that coming out? Yes, that's uh, this week. This I feel like this is the most hype book post-summer. Like, there's no book that is being talked about more. And it's because Matthew Rosenberg, to his credit, can't shut up about it. And he has solicited all of his comics friends to talk about this book. So he must I'm, have dirt on so many people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love it. It's great. It's the best book I've ever read. <laughs> I can't get enough. Um, yeah, this is this is probably going to be something special. Uh, Matthew Rosenberg and Tyler Boss are teaming yes. up once again. Uh they did four kids, which I wasn't uh, four kids walking to a bank, which I wasn't over the yeah, moon. Finish about. that sentence, jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yo, I got it so. <laughs> I, I broke Sean. Uh, four, I, Sean wasn't very hot on four kids walking to a bank, but he's excited for this book. <laughs> <laughs> the return of Tyler Boss. Yo, Dead Dog is by Shut's still going. <laughs> Dead Dog is by turning red. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Marco, what are your what are your what are your picks for next week while oh Sean uh, recuperates there? <laughs> so, so my picks are Eternals. Thank you, man. Thank you. In- I appreciate that. I needed that laugh. <laughs> Uh, Eternals number seven, Kieran Gillen. Uh, oh, you're reading that too? Yes, bro. Oh my god, it's good stuff. It's, it's good so stuff. good. Issue six was phenomenal. Uh, such a great lead-in into uh, issue seven and all the individual pieces that have been coming out. So, like, there've been additional sort of supplemental issues with other artists that Kieran Gillen sort of worked with that have been really good. And yeah, I've been good. There was yeah. like a, a Dustin Weaver issue that was like, yo, yes good stuff yeah I'm, I'm ready to come back into this world um it, it, and especially with like the cliffhanger from issue six so yeah i'm i'm fucking ready and um the other the other book that I, I wanted to call out is the end of um the end of a of a mini called mamo m-a-m-o uh issue number five is coming out this is a boom oh, box. So it's- we have Mamo number five coming out this week. <laughs> well done. Close, close. <laughs> one oh, away. oh my god. <laughs> Yo, shots coming in so late on these. Tyler, you need to be stopped. <laughs> you asked me to be on the show. This is what you get. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little quick there. I'm a little quick there, Sean. 
but this this is this has been a a boom book that i've been in uh, a boom box book actually so the the kids say that 10 times fast boom box book um that i've been uh, enjoying a lot it's super wholesome um the art style by sass millage has been great and it's just been a fun magic story um two friends sort of trying to figure shit out and uh save their small town um low stakes but i think the the emotional resonance from the characters has been really great to see and uh definitely would recommend you guys catching up uh or waiting for the trade on this one those boombox books are kind of like sleeper hits like they're just like yeah dude 100 they're not like they're not blow your pants off but they're just like food you know what i mean yeah they're really really good good stuff all right that is gonna do it for us (laughs) yeah i'm i'm i've recovered you guys (laughs) talked enough for me to get my bearings uh let us know you guys that are listening what it is that you're looking forward to from this upcoming week of comics thank you so much for joining us as a reminder make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel that's youtube.com slash the comic spouse check out all of our interviews from new york comic con we worked really hard on them and hopefully you'll enjoy them uh listen to our main show the comic spouse which drops every single monday we're talking about all of the characters and creators that you love in all the different places that you can find them listen to our image comics reviews which drop every single wednesday day and date this week we talked about radiant black number nine spawn mm-hmm. 320 something or other uh <laughs> i think it was 323 yeah like spawn's okay. just like yeah spawn uh, <laughs> it's more spawn you guys keep commenting on that shit i'm gonna keep reading it but it's spawn you know <laughs> We got to go. Thank you so much for joining (laughs) us. Until next week, take care, guys. See ya.